0: and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Am in Podcast. All right, folks, that was a much shorter break than I'm sure you're accustomed to recently. But, uh, well, to be honest, neither of us had to leave for anything. So we're back already. Here we are. Yeah,
1: what can <laughs> you do, Perry the
0: Platypus? I've already had enough alcohol, so now it's time for some water.
1: Yeesh. Oh, I should have gotten some water, but oh well. Yeah, I asked you twice.
0: I did I didn't know, specifically mentioned like,
1: water, but... <laughs> but I, don't, I didn't really feel like standing up. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, I'll be fine. You. That's why I like the stand-up desk.
0: L's yeah. helps me uh, think, helps the, the drunkenness my, of the old-fashioned, my, not set in his my, past.
1: My better camera is on the part of the desk that doesn't go up and down. Like, the wheels, like, the people on the bus go up
0: and down. Oh, so your, your other... Half of the desk is convertible. That's pretty cool. I didn't know. Well, that.
1: no, I bought this thing that sits on the desk that my laptop is on that goes oh. up and down. Oh, that's cool. It's not the desk does not inherently have a standing capability. I bought an after <coughs> an aftermarket thing that sits on it. That's
0: cool. Yeah, mine. Uh, when I when I set up this as my office, this room as my office, I bought a desk. <laughs> that was it's got two per, well it's got four programmable positions i don't know why i would need four but i can just hit a button that's great and Mine's saw manual it goes down to seated you can see it hits these days yeah i know it's it's cool right it's gonna go back up i probably talked about it on the show
1: when i bought it you might not have been nah. to, i don't know no nah, you've spent all your time talking about that damn light so it's set that up lame. for christmas Yay. And that creepy doll (laughs) and the doll.
0: Oh man. I put the doll. I I'm so frustrated by that doll. I got it all, all the parts done, sanded down, primed, smooth and perfect. I painted them with a nice skin tone that I had mixed from pastel or not from pastel from acrylic paints that my wife has. I painted it all down. I bought an airbrush to do it. I painted it real nice put a a top coat of a clear acrylic on top of it, which is, like, basically to protect the paint so it doesn't chip off. Went to assemble it, paint chipped off. So at this point, because, like, I could just give up and put it together, which I may still do with the pieces that I have, Uh, but just now (laughs) I'm learning, and this seems like something you'd think I would have looked into at the beginning of the whole project. They make skin-colored PLA. I could have just hmm. bought a reel, a reel of that and printed it in skin color and not had to paint it.
1: That so would have been maybe a better idea. Y- you might think. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after, after
0: Christmas, I'm probably going to buy a spool of skin colored PLA
1: and basically start from scratch. Now, when you say skin colored... <laughs> Do they do, do, do the skin colored PLA come in different shades? I haven't looked into the different tones that might be
0: available, but the uh, the one I found was very much a uh, a white dude, Pase, pasty white guy, pasty, pasty white skin color. Uh, there's, okay. I'm sure there's others. I haven't looked into it that fucking racist extensively anyway. because, uh, well, I mean to be quite honest, the color that the doll's going to be is probably pasty white, just because
1: my daughter is pasty white. Pasty she wants white, a pasty yeah. white doll. Well, now I've got to now I've got a Google skin colored PLA and see if there's different skin tones. There probably are. I'm well, sure we're, we're going to find out if the PLA industry is just a bunch of friggin racists. Could be. Remember, uh,
0: I'm sure you remember Kodak, the camera company. They used to of make film. Of course I remember Kodak. They make PLA. Oh, OK. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's quality PLA or not. Maybe that's the world they moved into after the film industry died.
1: Alibaba, I thought they were like Amazon for Asia. Alibaba, I don't know. No, you might be thinking of AliExpress. No, I'm thinking Alibaba. Are they the same? For, re- Are they for also? reasons I can't. For reasons I can't really go into. Right, meow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I'd be violating confidence. Okay. Um, the only skin color I see is pasty white people. It's terrible. I feel anyway. like
0: I've I've made an awkward topic. Anyway, we have made an awkward topic. We're going to go into the announcements. How's that sound? Uh, yeah, so our quick do that. our quick Patreon update. Uh, no new patrons since our last show, but we did. Mark, you you probably aren't aware of this. We picked up a new patron as of our last show.
1: Fantastic.
0: Um, Zed Thor. He he actually reached out to me. Uh, I don't know if it's a he. They reached out to me. To specifically tell me how to pronounce that because it's just Z, the letter Z, as us uncultured Americans pronounce it, Z.
1: Oh, so they're Canadian, most likely. They're either
0: Canadian or European.
1: Don't Europeans
0: pronounce it the same way,
1: Zed? Canadians do, but maybe maybe other maybe European. Yeah, I was about to say other Europeans like Canada's European. And you're the racist, right?
0: Anyway, Zed Thor, fufufufufufufuferro. There's there's a bunch of consonants in there that and vowels that it makes it hard to pronounce. Do uh, name call zero zero? <laughs> uh name pending
1: Europeans
0: call Uh name pending one ninety seven, Jeremiah, Jeremy, Aranami, wow. Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, Solemn with a bunch of numbers. S0L3MN Trooper-ish, Linux Sys 666, MPB, mark with a K, The Mentor. John, the nice guy, Mark with a C, Julius, Andrew, J, sorry, Andy, J, Charles, and 22532,
1: your, your good old buddy. Two! So it looks like most of the English-speaking world pronounces Z as Z. <laughs> it's are not of course, uncultured Americans. As usual, we in America are stubborn and unique special snowflakes. I wonder why that is. Uh, Z is apparently the original pronunciation, and I think it has to do with when we broke away from the British Empire. We wanted to do our own thing. That's kind of the sense I was getting from my very fast uh, Google search. Well, I
0: mean, you searched it in the amount of time it took me to read through that list of I don't know twenty or so patrons. So, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to that twenty or so patrons, and second of all, I want to say that was a very quick Google search. So. If there's any linguists out there, or Mark, if you really want to do research as to why Americans <laughs> say Z instead of Z, um, uh, that, that might I be don't interesting care information enough to do for that. a future
1: show. <laughs> don't care enough. <laughs>
0: uh, so anyway, thank you to all of the patrons. You support our show, and that is great. Um, a thing I did not mention in the uh, the metaverse conversation, and I probably wanted to, was that I'm thinking about doing a future show from a virtual space, whether you want to call it a metaverse or not. Just and don't dress like a furry, please. I'm not going to dress like, dress like a furry. That'd be weird. But anyway, um, if I can't figure out how to design the space the way I wanted to, I may actually just commission someone to do so, and I may use Patreon funds to do so. So you guys may fund this cool little project. I don't know. We'll see. Depends how good I can get with Unity in, this, in a short amount of time. So, at any rate, cool stuff. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon, patreon.com slash sysadmin, or you can buy merch on Teespring, teespring.com slash store slash
1: So, dude, that meme I made from, from Darmok, <laughs> I shared it on, a, on the Tamarin Language Study Facebook group. Yeah, it's got like a hundred and eight likes and LOLs on it. That's awesome. It's like a major hit. Darmok. So it's Dar- it's it's Darmok, right? Darmok and, and th- Jalad, when the walls and, fell. And and for those of you who can't see the screen, the top text says "angry woman," her finger pointing, and then the bottom text says "white cat" when the mouth opened. I'm just ridiculously proud of that. If anybody has no idea what we're talking about, go look
0: up the Star Trek: The Next Generation episode titled "Darmok," and then you'll get it.
1: It's a, a species that speaks in nothing but metaphors. Which, with with the with the with the way that memes have exploded, yeah, people are essentially where the a lot of internet speak is is like in just a steady stream of memes, yeah, which is right. essentially that episode.
0: Right, right. If you think about it, right, someone makes a statement on social media, and then people respond with memes that convey whatever sentiment that they want to uh, convey right so (laughs) the the thread that mark is talking about was a thread that he and i were both involved in on facebook where somebody suggested that the world is turning it yeah right well no it is still facebook it's not meta meta is the company that owns facebook facebook is still the application anyway uh they were suggesting that the world is turning into that episode from star trek the next generation where everybody talked in metaphors, except that it's going to be memes,
1: and you know, nerds should not be strangers to this because before memes, we talked in a lot of science fiction and fantasy quotes. Yep, Lo- you know, cultural references. Yep. So memes are yep. merely the next evolution of that song honestly. lyrics, sci-fi stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Memes I shall taunt you a second time. I shall taunt you a second time.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, that's terrible and funny and great. I Terribly funny.
0: You, <laughs> I don't know if I should talk about this.
1: So I ran across uh, uh, a knowledge what, base article What are we today. on on the agenda, by the
0: way? What are we on? I don't even know.
1: Okay, it gives a shit.
0: <laughs> I think we've
1: stumbled. We're into no chat. reviews, right? We're, We're into, into chat, chat. now.
0: Okay. Um, I I shared this amongst some coworkers today, but I ran across a knowledge base article today. I think you can talk about it. And I think
1: the issue is that if a customer read yeah, as, it as live in the heat of the moment, they might be upset. But I yeah, think it's freaking hilarious. As
0: as Red Hat employees, we can see private comments that are added to knowledge base articles, and what these are usually used for. Are things like links to internal documentation that customers don't have access to, or comments that might be more technical than we want to release on, you know, the public on uh, the public
1: internet for people who don't know what they're doing to try and right, right. So like, like even worse, like to go deeper,
0: look here, that kind of thing. Right. Well, this one, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, it was about um, removing a package that would have a dependency. That would remove uh, Python, which would Python, then remove right. a bunch of other important things, right? Because Python is kind of integral to the way uh, a RHEL system works because it's we like the core Python of our freaking a... package manager yeah. is based on Python. We use Python for a lot of stuff at Red Hat. And the, the internal comment was basically nothing useful at all. It simply said something like, Red Hat loves Python and removing it might anger its its, its older brother, Monty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who will then stomp you with his foot. Who will then stomp you with his giant foot. <laughs> it was it was that's, spectacular. That's
0: hilarious. I'm like, this is why I love working here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Amazing.
0: Uh, so anyway, we've moved into the section of the show where we just banter about things that are fun that are going on in our lives. So, Mark, you did something today. Go ahead and talk about the thing you did today. The thing I
1: did today. Hang on. A second, I got a visual aid.
0: The thing he did today involves standing in line at a
1: GameStop, <laughs> if that gives you any hint as to what he did today. PS5, baby. PS <laughs> I am PS5 now. So you're now one of those people that has stood in line outside of an electronic
0: store for a hot electronics <laughs>
1: item? I am. I've I've done like midnight launches and other events at GameStop before to get collector's editions. Um This is the first time I've personally done an event for a console, and so what happened is my son and wife were at GameStop. I think it was on Tuesday, because my son loves GameStop. I mean, he's a nineteen-year-old nerd, so he loves playing video games. He loves buying. He actually really likes collecting like old games, like stuff on the on the older uh, DSs and Game Boys and stuff like that. So they were in GameStop and there was a there was a, a a flyer taped to the counter about a PS5 uh drop event today that was happening today and it was a it was a bundle that was just shy of 800 bucks. So the system itself, a charging base for controllers, another controller, uh three games including the uh new Spider-Man game. Um and a fifty dollar GameStop card. And of course, my wife is like, couldn't they have just taken fifty dollars off the price? Shush you. So, um Yeah, but a fifty dollar GameStop card means that
0: you're gonna come back to GameStop and spend more than fifty bucks.
1: Of course. That's why so, it was
0: a card instead of fifty dollars off the price.
1: So the word on the street But I'm not Tuesday, cynical. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you're not cynical at all.
1: The word on the street was that they were gonna that they were expecting to have about geez, now my glasses are schmutzed. Is it my glasses or my eye? Ah, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I might need some drops or something in it. Anyway, the word on the street was they were going to have about 60 units. Units is uh, like a tar- fancy term for, you know, units for, you know. Merchants. yes. Packages, right? And so I was trying to do the math in my head uh, because the area I live in has a it's not like a low population area. I mean, it's not New York City, but it's also not bumfuck USA, right? So, I was trying to figure out what at what point do I need to show up on Thursday to have a reasonable chance of getting a PS5. Um, now I I think I had a couple of things in my favor. May the odds be ever in your favor. Um, I wasn't seeing this massively advertised anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, I got an email about it either later Tuesday night or on Wednesday during the day from GameStop because I'm a GameStop Pro member. But I don't know if everybody on GameStop's mailing has got that. So, but there were a couple of things in my favor, right? It was for GameStop Pro people only, which by the way is trivial to join and pretty cheap, but for some people that might be a minor barrier. The bundle itself is fairly expensive. It's 800 bucks. Yeah. Right. We're not talking about a naked PS5 for 500 bucks or, or you know 400 something if it's the if it's the digital only unit. This and this was the disc-based unit, which is the more expensive one. But better cuz it's got a Blu-ray player and the disc so you can put in your PS4 games that you own on disc. Um this Thursday's not like A day off for most people. Right. Like I actually technically worked. So I was working from my phone for the Christmas, Adam, Christmas, Adam, right. Today's Christmas, Adam, (laughs) but like Nazareth schools wasn't closed, you know? Right. And, and so like I had a bunch of things. So this wasn't like black Friday. It wasn't the base unit. Um, and it seemed to not be incredibly advertised, but I was still trying to math out, well, when should I get over there? So after watching TV last night, after nine o'clock, I drove over there to see if there were nerds camping out already. Right. There were not. That's good. Good sign. So I'm like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set an earlier than usual alarm. I'll take a shower, walk the dogs, and then I'll drive over to GameStop and if there's not a huge number of people, I'll swing by McDonald's to get something to eat and some coffee. And then I'll go, I had like camping, my camping chair with me, my backpack with my Switch. Um, and I'll just, I'll I'll wait for the store to open. Figured I'd try and check it out around 7. So I get there around 7 and there's like, there's some camping chairs set up already. And there's like one or two people out like in line, it looks like it's about a total of 10. So I'm like, all right, because the McDonald's is right in the same parking lot. So I went, grabbed the food, went. So I ended up being number 12. I ended up being there around seven. By the time the store opened at 10, they had given out, I think, up to number 42. So I could have arrived there at 10 and gotten a PS4. Right. I was number 12. They started letting people into at a time at ten. I walked out of there at ten thirty, so I would have been there quite longer had I had I been later. And did I mention it was actually technically a work day today? Right. Um. I again, I had my phone with me, but that doesn't have all my tools on it, and my laptop with me in case I needed to 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 jump onto that to do real work. Yeah, not just check um, emails. So it was definitely a pretty cool experience though. My wife is like well, my wife was talking about it, she's like, Oh, I, I we could just swing over around noon and get one. I'm like, No, you're not gonna there's not gonna be any left at noon. Yeah, at noon there probably would wouldn't be, I would say.
0: If it's even marginally advertised, there wouldn't have been any left I,
1: at noon. I don't know when the last when they sold the last one, but I I was actually aston- astonished there weren't more people, even though again, some of the factors that were in favor yeah maybe some people blew their christmas budget already
0: could be could be if they didn't find out about it until late they didn't have any money left
1: yeah i mean that's that's kind of cool um there was this there was this fun haitian dude in front of me and his mom showed up and a bunch because i may you know me i'll talk to anybody yep so i befriended a couple of the other nerds christian and uh and luke and we were asking the dude so wait do you do Are you going to go home and play it? And his mother's like, no, he has to wait to Christmas. And then we're like, oh, geez, that's that's harsh. That's harsh. Are you in the kind of house where you can open one present on Christmas Eve? She's like, no, (laughs) no, he will wait till Christmas Day. And so so Christian's like, well, can he open it at like midnight on Christmas Eve? No, when I get up on Christmas morning. He
0: has to but, wait for mom know, to get up even. Jeez.
1: Right. And this was like, this was, this, I, you know, this wasn't like a little kid. This was like a big dude, you know, he was. <laughs> but, but that, that his, means, it, that means mom was know, paying for it. Like, you know, a foot taller than his mother, but, you know, and, and big, like, but, yeah. you know, yeah, you're not, Hey, if mom says he can, there's no way this dude's playing with his PS four five until Christmas day.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm usually the sort that waits a couple
1: years. Although the PS5, didn't that debut around last Christmas? It's been around for a year. And, you know, the funny thing is, I have not been ridiculously jonesing for one. I kind of had this attitude of, eh, if I can get one, I'll get one. Otherwise, yeah. eh, not a big deal. Yeah. But when I realized this morning that, holy crap, I'm going to get a PS5, I actually got excited. That's cool. And it, it's a beautiful console. I've spent a little time with it today. No Man's Sky on it is chef kiss. And then it's, you know, there's a couple, I got the matrix, uh, resurrection demo game that I haven't had a chance to fire up yet. That's supposed to be amazing. That uses unreal engine five. Remember unreal engine. We were talking about that a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Metaverse baby. Cool. And the spider man game is supposed to be really good. And then I bought, there's a game, uh, uh, um, uh, who are the who are the guys who did Borderlands?
0: I don't uh, know. Isn't that Bethesda? No?
1: No, not, not Bethesda. Not They they made a they made a pretty popular pretty hot game. Um I can't remember. Let Jason, me look Jason, at Jason it. would have known if only he'd Cuz it's in up my li- it's in my library. Um The hell. Uh 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 Deathloop. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Oh, it was lo- It was published by Bethesda. I thought there, it was the guy's. see totally, it's Bethesda. But Deathloop is supposed to be really good, and it was on sale for like half off on the PS store, so I bought that. Cool. And I already, I already ordered a. Uh, one of my sales AEs gave me an Amazon gift card instead of Red right Hat reward points, so I use that to buy an external two terabyte drive that'll show up next week. Can for, you connect that to the PlayStation? Is that what you're? You can, at? and you can use that to 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 store more games.
0: That's cool. I'm glad it's expandable like that. It's not using proprietary hardware like... Uh, you can, what was it, the Xbox that was that people had so, figured out how to modify, but you were Sony supposed to be actually, buying it from them?
1: Yeah, Sony's actually been always very good about giving you instructions on how to upgrade the internal drives or to let you attach external drives. They're totally cool with that. Which is weird thinking about Sony, right? But yeah.
0: I've, uh, for whatever reason, I've always jived better with sony consoles than i have microsoft consoles and i don't know if if that just goes back to the old days of we have to hate microsoft and i've just never let go of that i know xbox is a very popular console and i know lots of tech people that are very into xbox but so i don't know for some reason i just i've always felt more at home on a sony
1: platform my grandfather my dad's dad was a huge fan of sony televisions they always had a sony Mm -hmm. i remember the commercials from the 70s Ah, sony no baloney which is probably super racist today, but that was the commercial yeah, that was the commercial um and um when I was first looking to buy a console, once I could afford to do that, and it wasn't just like the Kid's Gamecube or the Wii, mm-hmm. I had old college friends that were playing console games together, and they they all of them had both a p s three and whatever the Xbox was that went along with the p s three so th- th- it didn't matter which one I bought. And I did a little research and I realized I don't own a Blu-ray player at the time. Yeah. The PS3 is the same cost as most standalone Blu-ray players. Yep. And it's got a Blu-ray player in it. Yep. And a game system. And so that's why I bought the PS3. And Yeah, I, I had... I got the PS4 to play Fallout 4 because my gaming rig at the time had was was towards the end of its useful life. And it did not have enough oomph to play Fallout 4. So that's how the P- that's when I ended up buying the PS4.
0: Yeah, I, was, uh, I had a PlayStation. Well, they call it the PS1 now, the original PlayStation. The original because, PlayStation. Because a friend of mine in high school, well, he had a couple games on PlayStation, and they were pretty damn cool. So I had a, pl- I yeah, had a PlayStation. Absolutely. I did not get a PlayStation 2, because at that point I was in the workforce, and I didn't have any freaking money. <laughs> and it just didn't seem like a high priority to me. But I got a PS3 yeah. as my first Blu-ray player and my first um, media uh, center, right? So I, I had, a, I had what was the name? PlayOn, was it? There was a, I don't know. There was a server you could run that would do DN, DNLA and then you could stream movies on your PlayStation locally, which was, you know, now I run a Plex server. But uh, that was, before I had Roku's, I was using my PlayStation 3 for that. And that's the reason I got into PlayStation. I've got a PS4 now. And a Nintendo uh Switch, but um my, I kind of got PS... a, got away from Xbox.
1: Yeah, my PS3 is in the other room, it's not hooked up, but if I wanted to, I could hook that sucker up and play the original Red Dead Redemption on it. Yeah. And it's and that that one game is worth that console. Dragon Age was
0: mine on PS3. Yeah. Dragon Age Origins. I love that game. In fact, I still have the PlayStation 3 uh sitting here in a in a bag. I take it to uh uh the DEF CON meetups with me. I have met that PlayStation. And we, we play stuff on it. But uh, every now and then I'll hook it up to the TV right here in my office and I'll play Dragon Age Origins. Because I just, for whatever reason, I love that game.
1: <laughs> cool story, bro. Yep, cool story. I so, should hook the PS3 back up in place of the PS4. There you go. That way I'll have both types attack. Hmm. So the PS5 hmm. plays PS4 games? Absolutely it does. That's good. It's, it's an Intel chip as well. I have a and, I have a PS4 it's in, a, got, in the living room it, that I don't really play much, but it's got this uh it's this technology where certain PS a lot of PS4 games it'll upscale the resolution and their frames per second. And, so the PS4 game even if it's not a PS5 native version, it'll run better on the PS5 than it does on the PS4. That's cool. So that's kind of cool. Like visually visually better. That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't play a ton of console games anymore. I play I mainly game on a PC but uh, I flip back and forth I, am intrigued. I really do I am intrigued by the PS5 there's no way I'm going to buy it until it's a
1: little older but... it it might it might end up being my no man's sky platform when I don't feel like putting the headset on yeah that's why I wanted your no man's sky friend code so that I could have my PS5 character yeah we could get in the game together and I could get a base going where you and I have the bases in our shared in our shared game
0: I'm not going to lie, right? I so I first experienced No Man's Sky in VR, and when I played it in flat mode, I was like, this is like a different game. It's almost unplayable. But through some of those um, expeditions, I found if I wanted to play for 15 minutes, it was so much easier to just fire it up in flat mode and I got used things, to it. And it's
1: it's an equally good game now. On There are some things that are... It's actually probably easier to build in flat mode. Probably. Because jerking around and trying to yeah. In VR, building sometimes can feel very clumsy. Although once things are built, it's really cool to see them in VR.
0: Space combat in VR is hands down so much better than it is in I I found I found piloting the ship with a mouse is almost impossible.
1: Well that's (laughs) not gonna say almost impossible.
0: It's not nearly as enjoyable as even when I
1: I have, this is one of my PS4 controllers, which is attached to my PC, because even when I play in flat mode on the PC, I use the controller. I never tried that. I'll have to try that. It's better. It's a better experience, I've got in my opinion. PS2 controllers,
0: and I have those Stadia controllers, which I could probably use.
1: You could use anything that's, any, any Steam-compatible controllers. Never really fun. thought about yeah. it. Yeah, the Stadia, from what, and from what you tell me, these Stadia controllers are good. So they are that nice. Should be, that should be a good experience. They are nice. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. The other thing, because I don't want to hog it <laughs> all on me, you're um, acting like we're going long or something. Yeah, it's only nine o'clock. Uh, Swike <laughs> Swike pointed out this game he had his eye on dropped a very significant update. Uh, Project Zomboid. Okay. It was uh, it's on Steam, um, and they just released what they're calling Build Forty One. It's early access, but like many games that are that are in early access for a long time it's pretty pretty solid it's basically a very it's a zombie survival rpg hmm. where there's it basically says when you start the game this is how you died and your character is probably going to die like you're not meant to last forever so you're a and, zombie no you're a you're a, well, you start as a human oh okay but if your char- if you die um, either by being killed outright by the zombies, or you get bitten and then you succumb to the infection. Mm-hmm. Your 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 player avatar, if you if you wait long enough before before disconnecting or reloading, you'll see him rise as a zombie, and you can actually go kill your old dead self if you want to. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of you can tweak a lot of stuff on the server. So I I've actually set up I fired up a Rel 8 VM in my lab I used a template to instantly create it um, registered it to my satellite server patched it downloaded downloaded all the Steam stuff I needed and set up a uh, set up a Zomboid server that you know is tunneled through my router through my my Uncle Mark DDNS.net connection. And uh, Swike and I have been do- doofing off in Project Zomboid multiplayer, and it's kind of fun. It's
0: kind of cool. Is this like yeah. a replacement for uh, Valheim? Or is it totally different?
1: Uh, it is a different swim lane than Valheim. Okay. Valheim Valheim is the is like the complete opposite in many ways. Like if you die in Valheim, Valheim is hard, but when you die, you're not dead dead.
0: Right. You have to go get in your Project core, Zomboid. It's like a standard RPG.
1: In Project Zomboid when your character dies, he's dead. Now you can make a brand new character who will spawn at a random house on the map unless you sa- there's this feature that's not that I ought to turn on on the server called safe houses where you can claim a safe house and then have your character spawn there. We got to we got to goof with that. Um but um it's the like I don't think our I don't think Ajax would like Project Zomboid. I think he'd rage quit in in twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> he seems he'd very die. particular.
1: And that's fine. That's why there's different games. There yeah. No. So, exactly. Exactly. So so I it's got it's got um, it's got jeez. Uh, yes, there's building. Yes, there's crafting there's combat but it's not you know it's th- it's isometric first of all like to like over, o- overhead view like old school but okay. well, basically like diablo 2 okay. there you go um or even diablo 3 it's not first person but yeah the idea is how long can you survive you're not especially if you play the game at the normal settings it can be very difficult to survive hmm. and like the world decays like there's settings where this is how many days in the water turns off. This is how many days in the electricity goes away. Well, that's interesting. You know, this is, this is the, there's a... There's a uh, I might enjoy this. Maybe I'll have to try it. There's an erosion setting where plants and stuff start to overgrow stuff. It. It's really pretty, pretty fascinating. I have, for a long time, I've had
0: this weird fascination with abandoned places. And it, that, might scr- it might
1: scratch that. That it makes for me you.
0: wonder if if I might enjoy this because the that was part of why the Walking Dead the TV series had struck me not because of the silly drama because I really got kind of tired of the drama and that's why I stopped watching it but it was the the post apocalyptic theme that really drug me in which I kind of liked right like the survival and abandoned
1: and humanity is no longer it's, the dominant species kind of thing. It's right up your swim lane then, dude. If yeah. that fascinates you, I this you'd like it. Let me check. Let cool. me let me let me go look and see how much it is cuz I think it's even on sale right now. Project Zomboid. It's $10. Interesting. It's $10. It's it's like it's a zero risk. It's uh, thir- it's normally fifteen. It's thirty-three. It's thirty-three percent off until January fifth.
0: Project Zomboid. <laughs> similar games you've played, Valheim. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: it, 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 yes, it, right. it is arguably similar. But it's it's got a different mission than, yeah. than Valheim. Valheim is about taming the wilderness and building a civilization or building like forts and stuff while beating bosses. Well, it's, Project Zomboid is about can I carve how long can I survive in this fallen zombified world? Well, it's on my wish list now, so maybe I'll
0: buy it after the show. We'll see. I for 10 bucks, I probably will. I just didn't want to do that I while th- we're I, streaming. Based
1: based on what you've just said, I think you you I think you'd be happy buying it. And again, you know how to attach to my Zomboid server if you do buy it. It's the same. Cool. Same credentials or whatever. Not e. I don't even have a password set up. So. <gasps> cool. But. Try so try try solo first. There's a tutorial yeah, I'll give where this ra- where this angry looking raccoon teaches you stuff. An angry looking and raccoon. And then there's 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 a wiki with yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of systems in it too that are pretty pretty interesting. Important to learn, I assume. All right. So Project Zomboid is my latest PC game that I enjoy. I'll have to check it out. Yeah.
0: I'll have to admit I've been playing more uh, No Man's Sky since I got the new machine, which is exactly what I'm gonna talk about next. No man's Sky is amazing. <laughs> it is. It's fun. And now that I have a machine that... It feels like I don't have to worry about the jitter that I was getting from time to time.
1: Oh, great. On the old machine, I, which is good. That seemed to be really bugging you. Which it really was.
0: Understand. Well, again, like I mentioned earlier, I get motion sickness in certain certain circumstances in VR, and jitter is one of them. Jitter will bother me to the point where I have to log out because it'll make me feel sick. Right? So... If I can eliminate the jitter, it's not even about the resolution. It's just if I can eliminate the jitter, I'll be happy. Now, now that the jitter is gone, I'm really thinking about higher resolution. Though, it's a complete rabbit hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many Red Hat reward points are you sitting on?
0: <laughs> not enough to buy a, <laughs> a valve index, index. If that's what you're
1: saying. Yeah. But, Stop uh, just asking.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Right. So uh, I talked.
1: Bonus time is coming up.
0: Yeah, anyway. I've I've talked about a number of cool projects. Yeah, well, we can talk about where my bonus is probably going, but anyway. Um uh we've I've talked about a number of projects on this show that have been basically sitting on a shelf waiting for me to finish. And last week I took a week off. And uh, one of those projects I had to finish because it was a Christmas present and the other two I've actually finished. So, one of them, I forget if I talked about it here. But I did talk about it with some other coworkers and whatever. And it's been a long-running thing where I... My sister is a fan of Sailor Moon, the anime and the manga and whatever. She's like a big Sailor Moon fan. And probably six, eight months ago, I had bought a 3D model of Sailor Moon to print for my wife because she's also a Sailor Moon fan. Now hers, I printed and I gave to her and I said, here you go, and then she painted it. This one, of course, since since it's a Christmas gift, which is what I'm getting at, um, I wanted to print Sailor Moon and then paint it and give it to my sister for Christmas, right? So I, I, I printed it out. It might be two months ago at this point, and it's been waiting for me to finish. And on the break, on the, the PTO that I took, I finally painted the damn thing, and it came out really nice. I wish I could show it to you guys on the stream, but it's already wrapped up as a Christmas gift because Christmas is, like, tomorrow? <laughs> well, Christmas Eve is tomorrow. But, um, yeah, it has to be wrapped already. So it's, it's wrapped up. Uh, but it came out really awesome, and I'm really happy with how it worked out. If you're in our Discord, you've seen pictures of it because Discord I, because I Discord. I posted it there because I had talked about it on the show. So that one's that's one thing that's done. Do you remember the open source thermostat that I talked about? Yes, the one that like you literally get a build of a bill of materials, buy all the parts, put uh, there distribution of Linux on it and then run the thing. It's based on a Raspberry Pi and a and a I even I even had freaking circuit boards printed to make this thing work. Uh well I got the thing all built and I did a bunch of testing to make sure that it worked and I figured out how to get it integrated with Home Assistant months ago. This might be a year that I did that. Um, And then I had to figure out how to actually get it integrated with my heating system at home because the heating system is older and it uses a two-wire system, which does not have constant power, where the Hestia Pi, which is what this project was called, needs constant power because it's a Raspberry Pi. It needs to be able to power off of something, right? Yes. Well, on the break, I took a day, not even a day, like probably three hours, to just go to one of my heating uh, zones, figure out how the zone valve that's on the thing is wired, figure out what has constant AC power, and get that patched up to the wall where the thermostat is at, and I finally have that stupid Hestia pie up and running. It's in my kid's room because I'm a dad, and my kids always fiddle with the damned heating system, and don't touch my thermostat! <laughs> don't
1: touch me thermostat, SpongeBob!
0: So now my kids have a smart thermostat. They're happy because they can ask Google to change the temperature in the room. And I'm happy because at night I can reset it to normal and in the morning I can reset it to a reasonable rate, a reasonable temperature. (laughs) So that's finally up and running. Um, I may write up how, not only how I built it and how I got it integrated, but also how I got integrated with Home Assistant because that was not as obvious as, as you might want. I basically had to well, I don't want to go too deep into it, but there's, it uses MQTT in the background, which is like a... Well, whatever. I'm not going to go de- go too deep into it, but I had to bridge the local MQTT instance to the one that's in Home Assistant, and then I was able to uh, control the thermostat from Home Assistant. So now it's actually working, and it's it's kind of cool. It's not as perfect as, like, the Nest thermostats that I put up, but it's all open, which is pretty awesome, right? Mm. So, you know, that's pretty cool. And uh, AO is in uh, in chat saying, set up a cron job. I can! It runs Linux!
1: I could literally put a cron job on it to, <laughs> to change the thermostat. You could set up the alarm that Mr. Krabs has right. that goes off when Squidward touches his thermostat. I have put right. the animated GIF in general chat for you. Right. So, yes.
0: Yes, it's pretty cool. So now now my kids can't, uh, well, they can change the, change the temperature, but I can reset it at whatever interval that I'd like. And, of course, the first day that it was up there, my daughter set the temperature in their bedroom to 82 degrees, and then they couldn't sleep what? that night. <laughs> yeah, because they're insane. Kids are insane. 82? 82 degrees, and it was that hot. It was literally that hot oh. when I went up to take them the bed. And then, and then they're like, well, we can't sleep. It's
1: too hot. Sorry. <laughs> you had to touch the freaking button. Decisions have consequences. This yes. is a very good lesson for you, right, right, idiot. So that that who night, I love.
0: that night, I set up the automations so that it would
1: reset it at bedtime. <laughs> that's freaking foolish crazy. children who I love. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's that's the downside. Can't sell. You gave on.
1: them sudo to the for the thermostat. That was your mistake.
0: Well, they don't have sudo. They, they they can push the button, which uh, is what it, they have. It's it. They, which it, is kind it, of the same thing, I guess.
1: Yeah. They have root on the thermostat. That's the problem.
0: No, they have physical access, which is kind of the same as root.
1: Well, you could, can't you, the, but couldn't you disable the ability to modify it at the thermostat itself if you uh-huh. wanted to? Theoretically. Yeah, just have it reset every minute.
0: <laughs> every
1: minute. Change the temperature back to what I want it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: All right. And the other one is you remember I talked about the cat armor? You said I would need Nate need armor Andy, if I tried to put and- it on.
1: Andy is evil or have the display update to a desired temp, but really it is to your program. (laughs) There you go. That's the way to do it.
0: Uh, Anyway, I printed out that cat armor and all I needed was little nuts and bolts to put the joints together. And we, I finally did that. And uh, I saw the picture of the cat in the armor. Surprisingly, the cat did not flip out. We have, we must have the most chill cat on the planet because the cat did not up on life. It could be, it could be. Uh, But I didn't put it on the cat. I gave it to the kids and I'm like, if the cat scratches you, it is your problem. (laughs) And they got it on the cat and the cat does not like it, but he didn't scratch or bite or anything. Uh, But (sighs) it's, it's, it's hilarious. And we have a small dog, which is actually a little smaller than the cat. The dog hates it. You put it on the dog and she just stands there. Like, what is this? What do I do? What the holy hell And like the it? dog is broken. She won't walk. She won't move. She stands there like. <gasps> <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, yeah. Uh, and the biggest news I have since our last show. I forget if I talked about this on the show or not, but. The new computer? The laptop that I used. You already did. For quite a while. No, I didn't talk about it on the show. I talked about it in, in Discord. Discord! Well, you you talked about it when we were talking about
1: No Man's Sky.
0: Well, I mentioned it just earlier, yes, that I have a yeah. new machine, but I didn't say what it is.
1: Well, so why don't you do that? The
0: laptop that I was using like I'm trying to do both for up. the show and for my video and audio editing and for gaming was a Lenovo Legion laptop, which um, when I bought, I bought basically because as Red Hat employees, we got discounts on Lenovo. Discount! Discounts! Um but I do have a, a previous coworker who bought a Lenovo that it died on him in like a year and a half. And then he couldn't oh, get no. it fixed because it's only a year warranty. <clears throat> and I was a little worried about that when I bought it. Well, guess what? A year and a half or so in, the freaking screen dies on my laptop. Oh, no. Now, I can plug it into a monitor, but, like, it's not a laptop then. Like, it physically is a laptop, but it's, it doesn't work as a laptop anymore. That and the problems I was having in VR, it was great for gaming. It, had a, it has an RTX 2060 with 6 gig of memory, uh, which is great for flat gaming. Like, I've never had it gimp on any game I've ever tried to play on. it. It's worked really well. But in VR, it just has a slightly higher demand because it's powering two displays and, you know, whatever. But um, I was having some performance problems in some games, like No Man's Sky, which I like to play. So I was thinking about buying a new machine, and then the display died. So I bit the bullet, and um, I bought an Alienware. So normally I'm not the kind of guy that buys a PC, uh, you know, a pre-built PC. I usually build if I'm going to build a tower. Now, obviously with a laptop you can't build, so I've bought a pre-built Lenovo. I bought a pre-built Dell before that because I was really on the laptop train. But I decided this time around, because I wanted the expandability and repairability that a tower gives you. I wanted a tower and I was gonna build it myself. Well, my gosh, do not try to buy a 3D game, a 3D card right now. It's insane. It's just insane. And I think people know that already. But yeah, uh, it didn't really sink in until I started looking at prices on 3D cards. They're they are crazy, just crazy. Uh the the video card I ended up with in this machine retails, I shouldn't say retails, sells for almost a grand by itself right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So to build this machine would have cost me almost three grand. To buy it from Alienware cost me about two grand, right? And this, this isn't like, a, oh, look at me, I can afford a $2,000 PC. It was actually cheaper to buy from Alienware than it was to build, which is insane. That's, that's the world we live in right now um, because of crypto miners and because of the chip shortage. So uh, anyway, I've got a... Uh, I've got an Alienware now with an RTX 3060, 3060,
1: with 12 of memory. I, I had an Alienware uh, desktop. I also had a gaming laptop from Dell. I'm not sure if it was an Alienware at that time or if it was a separate Dell thing, but I've definitely gone that, I've definitely gone that route.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt a little bad about buying a pre-built machine, but to be honest, um One, it was cheaper, right? Like two years ago, I would have said, you're insane to think a pre built machine is going to be cheaper than a home built machine because at the time they were, right? You could piece it and part it together, get exactly what you wanted for five, six hundred bucks less than you would get a pre built machine. But nowadays, it's five, six hundred bucks more to get a pre built machine or get a, a home built machine versus a pre built, which is insane. And it's just because of the video card. Video cards are crazy, just crazy. So, at any rate, um, I uh, I like it so far. It's ugly. I put pictures of it up in Discord. Someone said it looks like a... Discord. Somebody said it looks like a sh- paper shredder and a, hu- and a dehumidifier had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the thing looks like. <laughs> and they're not wrong. It's ugly. It's an ugly case. I wanted to get one of those suspended um, tower holders for underneath the desk. And I don't think it would fit in one because it's got these like curved edges to it. So it's it's on the floor and um, it doesn't reach the second display that I used, which is the TV mounted on the wall. So I'm going to have to get a longer uh, HDMI cable if I want to do that again. But yeah, so I've got an Alienware now. I'm one of those people. It's Alienware awkward. R10, if anyone's curious. It's got like three terabytes of storage. Part of it's a terabyte is NVMe, two terabytes of, of SSD I'm probably going to add another drive to put Linux on, though I'm still undecided because it is a gaming PC. And I just don't know if I need Linux on it. I didn't have it on my laptop. I felt bad about that, but to be honest, I didn't miss it. Like, there were a few, there was like a handful of cases where it's like, I really wish I could boot into a true Bash shell and do some mm-hmm. Linuxy things. But that was so infrequent that I almost don't, don't think, I don't know. We'll see. Someday I might. The only the only complaint I have so far is the fans are super loud. I don't know if you guys can hear them in the background, but when the fan spins up, Periodically. It's, it sounds like a damn vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So I was thinking about liquid cooling it. Um, I talked to J. Scar, who is not only a coworker but a viewer, a slash listener, and he suggested against it just because he had a bad experience with liquid cooling. If anybody has any experience with Corsair liquid cools, that they're closed system liquid coolers that are basically, it's a heat sink that goes to a case fan, which has a pump in it, which does the liquid cooling. If anybody has any experience with those, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Did you get one? How long did it last you? Like, did you like it? That kind of thing. Because I'm i really thinking about that, or I'm going to find quieter fans. Because it's, it's it's that loud that I think it's going to detract from the from the podcast when I'm using it, so... Anyway, I'd love to hear from folks. But I think that's my news. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Groovy.
1: Fun stuff. Alienware. Grats, man. Grats. Thank you.
0: All right. I think that's all the chat we had for tonight. We have a couple news articles, but we're going to hit the button first. Right? The button. Hit the button. The button, Frank. So I ain't going to lie, the news is hopefully going to be short tonight. Unless you have a lot of commentary on these two things that, we, that I have in the mm, news.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
0: There, are, there were two nasty CVEs that showed up in the past, uh, we'll say three weeks. I think the first one may have already been out when we did our last show, but I missed it and didn't talk about it. Um, and that is an NSS vulnerability. NSS, I forget what it stands for now. I could probably click on this link and tell you what it stands for. But it's basically a library that's included with many Linux platforms, Red Hat's platform included. Um, There is a remote code execution vulnerability that uh, affects tools you might recognize like CURL, and it has to do with SSL certificate, or not SSL, TLS certificate exchanges, uh, where a server controlled by a bad guy could... Pass a remote code execution over the um, basically the certificate verification, right? It could make your machine do bad things, remote code execution style, uh, simply by trying to validate validate the certificate. So that's bad stuff. That's the second link in the uh, the news section here for tonight's show. And the other one is they're calling it Log4Shell. At the time that I was researching it, which was the Friday before my uh, my little uh, uh, short vacation. Mm. Uh, they didn't have a name for it yet, and it was just CVE 2021-43-5, or sorry, 44-228. Um, it's basically a vulnerability in log4j2, which uh, can lead to remote code execution through logging of uh, JNDL, Jindal string, which will do LDAP calls, right? So... Basically, you could pass like a crafted Jindal string to Log4j, which would then call out to a remote system, which would then give, which would then pass commands back to your uh, your Log4j instance. Is you this, something to say about that?
1: It, it this is not my original thought, but it someone I and I forget where who said this, whether it was at work or somewhere else. But it seems almost like we're getting to the point where a lot of these vulnerabilities seem to be like based on edge cases where people are wanting, yeah. like it's a friggin logger, why is it making LDAP calls? Yes, why does my logger
0: make LDAP calls? I like, was actually talking to an OpenShift, Tam, that you and I what both the know hell? Uh, at work, he's like, I can't understand what this vulnerability is, and as I'm reading about it, I'm like, well, it does this, this and that, and he goes, why is my logger making LDAP calls? I'm like, uh, you'll have to talk to the developer, I'm just trying to explain to you what the vulnerability is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And and I I don't know. You know, people bitch about System D like violates the Unix principle of a tool that does one job and does it well. Yeah. Why does and my then log- make They turn around and write calls? shit. They turn around and write shit like log for J. Yeah, right. It is kind of crazy. Oh.
0: But I mean, this is the principle, right? This is the, this is the reason people were upset about things like system D because you want a tool that does one thing and does it really well. When you have a tool that does a bunch of things kind of well, you end up with stuff like this log for shell vulnerability where my logger make, can make an LDAP call, which is now a remote code execution problem. Yeah, it's freaking I... insane. <laughs> right. Or, okay. or freaking SSL certificate or TLS certificate uh, verification can cause remote code execution. Like, what What the hell is that? How did that happen? Yeah. And I haven't dug into that one nearly as deeply as the Log4J one, just because no, I was it... having that conversation with folks about Log4J.
1: Yeah, I it's... Uh, anyway, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Log4J didn't impact me too much personally at work because the critical stuff was all at either the application layer or in open and I focus on platform. Mm-hmm. The platform flavored CVs are moderate. Yeah, for for the log for JS. Oh yeah. So, yeah definitely. so they're they're a little calmer. Yeah, I had but Yeah, I feel bad for my OpenShift and middleware buddies. <laughs>
0: I had a I had a customer they didn't say a damn thing about the NSS vulnerability. When I sent that to them, they didn't I, even respond to it. I sent them yeah. the alert and they didn't they didn't even ask any questions, but the log what? for J1, they asked me all kinds of questions, so I had to dig into you know what it is, what's affected, that kind of stuff.
1: NSS didn't really get a lot of press.
0: Yeah. Um, log for J. Didn't.
1: I had I had I had a similar I I was surprised with how unconcerned my guys were about NSS. But yeah, log for J, are people were losing their shit. Yep. And the hilarious part is, we keep talking about Minecraft, right? That that's how they discovered it. <laughs> <'Cause>, yes. Because <laughs> people haxered Minecraft servers with yeah, it. it the, funny.
0: The Minecraft server I have in my basement, which is completely private, by the way, uh, is probably still vulnerable because I didn't bother patching it because it's all private. You're um, terrible. I know I'm terrible.
1: <laughs> terrible sysadmin.
0: But, uh yeah, I haven't I was I was tempted to play around with it and I haven't yet. But uh yeah. I'll probably update it eventually. I just haven't yet. It's been very low on my priority list with Christmas and with sick family members and with everything else going on. I just I'm like the the Minecraft server in the basement that no one can access except me and my do- and my kids, right? And
1: I'm not that worried. So it it's not presented to the outside at all. No, it's not. So I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, not. it's all private.
0: So yeah, um, that's really all the news we had for tonight. There's probably other news articles I intentionally left it light because I knew we were going to go
1: long on the metaverse I, thing, I and think, we did. <laughs> I think we had a good show tonight, but I really think it's time to put it away. I think you're right. I think you're right. So folks, but what I, I... Yeah. What? Go ahead. But, but, you know, I think this was a... I don't know, for ending 2021 the way we want it to be ending it, right. I think we would have maybe liked to be things be a little more normal, but... I certainly enjoyed this year's Iron Sys admitting. You and I had a fantastic time last weekend with our wives. We went and saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra. We didn't even talk about that. That was, in a, a, hel- that was a hell of a show. It was a hell, hell of a, of a show.
0: show. TSO folks, if you haven't seen them live and you're at all interested in their music, you should go see it. It was a hell of a it, show.
1: It was, it was more than I, it, it, was, it, it exceeded my expectations in every way.
0: I did get lasered in the eye once during the show.
1: Yeah, you'll recover. You'll recover. Yeah, I already, I've already, i already recovered. But
0: uh, yeah, don't look directly at the lasers. It's a bad idea.
1: I think they're supposed to really calibrate them, so it's very difficult for people to accidentally look at them. But yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, it's
0: that, not like it made me blind, but it did sting for a sec. You know how the, yeah. how bright lights in the eye kind of make you Bright sting. light! Yeah. Yeah. That, that did happen. But I mean, they... And I know you were unimpressed by this when I
1: talked about it with you after the show, but it snowed. They had it snow in this freaking thing. I was I was not unimpressed. I was just like, yeah, you were surprised we had the tech to do that when we make artificial snow every year for mountains. The no, fact that they right. used that so, for the concert was impressive. The
0: fact, right. I knew we had the tech to make snow for ski slopes, right? So this was not like a revelation to me. I'd never seen it used at a concert, but I guess why would you unless you're trans Siberian Orchestra? And so much fire. That, and there was a lot of fire. <laughs> so much fire. There yeah. were a lot of fire and we were close enough that you could feel it oh yeah and not only was there fire on the stage they had that separate backstage that's a separate as well.
1: fire yeah and that the, only came the, out in the, the post show
0: that was like that was like yeah we know at the end we're gonna have like this really cool finale and that's when it showed up that's when there's gonna be even more fire <laughs> it's like we know there was fire at the beginning of the show now there's double the fire it was pretty spectacular it was crazy awesome show it was a really awesome show <sighs> all right, so we're going to close up. Unless you right. have more you want so, to talk about. You I said we should close to to... the show up, and then you brought up a cool topic. I know.
1: Then <laughs> I started to get all, all, you know, oh, we had a great year, and I was going to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yes. Or, you know, your holiday of choice, insert it, whatever. Happy holidays. Chris Mahana Kwansika. Yeah, there you go. And don't forget Festivus. For the rest of us. Today um, Festivus, I think.
0: I'm very disappointed in you. I thought it was the 26th. Was Festivus.
1: Well, all the Facebookers are saying it's today. So. I could be
0: wrong. I wasn't a huge Seinfeld fan. That's where it came from as far as I know. But And uh, I
1: have a request for my Facebook friends. Okay. Please stop with the stupid postings about if you start a particular movie at a particular time on New Year's Eve, a particular character will say this supposedly deep thing at midnight. Because that's bullshit. You could do that with anything. Didn't... It's not funny. Stop doing it. I didn't, I haven't seen any of these. Apparently, I've been sheltered. I saw one the other day, about the guy in in. If you start the two towers at this particular time, at midnight, the one guy will say, "So it begins." But is it the stop ex- it?
0: The extended version or the theater version? The
1: extended version. Okay, so you that's, but just that's, stop doing that. Specific. That's stupid. Yeah. St- I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And the so only one begins. of those that is slightly amusing is if you start dark side of the moon at the same time of Wizard of Oz the way some things happen. Okay. But that's not even the same thing. This is like, "Oh, I got to start watching this movie." If you start the original Star Wars at whatever the Death Star explodes at midnight. Oh! So oh, what? Yourself. Stop that. Yeah, so what? I don't care. So Shut what? up.
0: All the weird traditions around New Year's are
1: well they're weird. Right, I don't even, I'm not going to be awake at midnight. Just I like the, to midnight the, anymore.
0: the 2020 to, to, to 2021 thing. Everyone's like, oh, it's a new year. As though the pandemic was going to evaporate, right? And then and then everyone's like, oh, 2021 was just as bad as 20. Well, surprise, there's no magic that happens
1: <laughs> <laughs> at yeah. New Year's Eve. It's not how it works. All the idiots didn't change their bad behavior. Why would it be different right. anyway? Right, right. Yeah, oh we could totally we go off on a whole other
0: rant and go until way we into
1: need the wee stop. hours. All right, folks.
0: So as Mark was saying, uh, we won't see you again until next year. I hope you all have a great holiday, a great New Year's. Um, don't expect magic to happen at midnight on New Year's Eve because it doesn't. It's just a man-made construct of time.
1: If that is and indeed- I don't care what I don't care what time you start your arbitrary movie. So that an arbitrary event happens at midnight. <laughs> doesn't you're change not a clever. Thing. You're not clever or funny and doesn't, don't post about it on Facebook and think you're that you're special. Doesn't change a thing. All right, wow, folks. grumpy old man.
0: I hope you've enjoyed the stream. I hope you hope you enjoy the show. Uh, if you do so, please go and, uh, you know, leave us some feedback somewhere, whether it's on some manner of podcast hosting service or just joining our discord and saying hi and letting us know that you like the show because uh, we like to hear that kind of feedback. Uh, If you do want to watch us live, check us out on YouTube or Twitch. Just look for the Iron Men Podcast. You can join our Discord community. There's a link in the show notes or if you go to ironsismen.com you can find it there as well as any other way you want to reach out to us and find our social media uh, outlets whatever, uh, Facebook and Twitter Just look for the Iron Sismen Podcast. And folks, I'm tired of talking tonight. Uh, You can support the show on Patreon. You can do that too. Patreon.com slash iron sysadmin. And with that, I think we're done for 2021. We will see you in 2022. And maybe in some kind of an open metaverse, folks. Hopefully. We'd love to hear from folks that are interested in trying to build an actual open metaverse instead of the (laughs) Android-controlled... The Zuckerverse. (laughs) The Zuckerverse.
1: Humans, you are my products. Yes. I need all of your money. You must all wear your Oculus.
0: That's what I'm so worried about. That we're going to be locked into the Oculus hardware. And all of the other hardware that's on the planet, unless it's compatible with Oculus, is not going to be usable for, quote-unquote, the metaverse. <sighs> bad things will come. I don't want to end the show on that bad of a note. So, folks... Think of something cheerful because I can't think of one. Um, you got any final words, Mark, for twenty. So long,
1: beautiful. I'll channel Josh. So long, beautiful party people. Beautiful party people.
0: All right, folks. We'll see you next year, and uh, have a Merry Christmas or a happy whatever it is that you celebrate.